Welcome to the Waves Ministry Podcast. My name is Caroline Hare, and I'm the founder of Waves Girls Conference. We have girls conferences for girls ages 12 to 22 in the States as well as internationally. Our mission and vision is to encourage and equip young women to start making waves for Christ in their homes, community, and in the world. We hope that through this podcast that we can bring messages and words of life, wisdom, and hope through the Word of God, life issues, and help girls know their true identity and calling. Well, hey girls, we are so excited. We are on season four of our Brave Conversations and Waves Ministry podcast. And girls, we have already had some Brave Conversation topics come up, but tonight or today, whenever you're listening to this, um, we are just so excited to have one of our board members on our podcast today. Hey, Keith. Hey, Caroline. It's good to be here. It's so good to have you. Girls, Keith Pace, um, I I always tease him and say he's a father to many because he is. Like He has two gorgeous girls himself and a sweet puppy and a darling wife. And um, But then on top of that, he ministers to students and teens and um, college kids and as well as just adults all over, I feel like. He's a part of um, he has, he's a businessman that does pharmaceutical sales, but then on top of that, he not only is in marketplace ministry, but he's a part of a men's ministry on the board called Gento Tribe. He helps with Fellowship of Christian Athletes on their board. Um, he serves with a friend of ours, Ed Roca, on Pier 49. They're out of Brazil, and then he's a part of Business Empowered. Um, but I am so thankful that I get to call him a friend of Waves. Um, he has been a friend of Waves since the very beginning, whether he realizes it or not. And, <laughs> and um, he's always been a huge supporter of you girls. Um, and so, Keith, we are just so excited to have you. Um, tell them a little bit about yourself that maybe I, I missed. <laughs> Well, you know, I, my heart, Caroline, is I first off, I just honor uh, waves and just I so love like what this ministry does. It just um, it's definitely my heartbeat because I, I have two daughters, like you mentioned, but also spiritual daughters that God is get God has given me. And I just I really have a, just a heart and passion for um, for the for for the next generation for um for seeing younger, you know, sons and daughters step into their calling, um, that they understand their identity, that they know that they were created on purpose. And so that's kind of a passion and, you know, everything that I do, whether it's, you know, three waves or FCA or, you know, any, any of the other stuff, it's just because, um, I believe, I believe in this generation. Um, you know, I believe that, you know, you guys are going to do are amazing things. So, um, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of what, what I'm about. And, um, I just, like I said, I love and honor what waves is all about and what you do, Caroline. Well, thank you girls. I know, um, over the years of my life, there's been, um, men in my life, men of God who have stood out as spiritual dads. And I'm just so thankful that I can call you a spiritual dad, Keith. Thank you for being that just to myself and to so many, Um, But tonight, as we're talking about these brave conversations, um, one of the things that that I find is that everybody kind of has these go-to things that they talk about with people when they're trying to make small talk in the food line, or whether it be in the bathroom. I don't know if guys do that, actually. But but just wherever they are, they have these little small talk conversations. And (laughs) I'm just thinking, you know, what is your go-to small talk conversation that you pull out whenever you're with somebody? 
Yeah, I mean, so really it just depends on the setting. Like there's, yeah, I'm in sales and so I'm able to meet interesting people all the time. I'm always just interested in, um, you know, just basic stuff, like maybe where they're from originally, you know, where, where they grew up, if they're their profession, like what they do for a living, like how they got into that, um, you know, how long you know how long have they been you know doing you know doing different uh, different things and um i think the key is just in engaging in conversations just um people tend to they like to talk about themselves um honestly <laughs> and so you can be um without even um because i really am super introverted and so engaging in conversations doesn't really come that natural but i am i do love people and i'm interested in people and so I think that's kind of a heart posture as we approach people. We don't have to be scared, just be genuinely interested because people are interesting, you know, and they do like to talk about themselves. So just ask them a few, few questions and um, be <laughs> just be genuine and authentic and uh, you can have some great conversations. That's awesome. You know, what is a brave conversation that you've been having over the last year or so? I feel like we've had so many brave conversations as a society, but what about you? Like, what's one that you've been engaging in over the last year? So brave conversations, like with specific, a specific person you're thinking or, um, or just, just, yeah. One that like um, keeps well, coming up, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think a brave a brave conversation that all of us and I'll just say I started having this conversation with myself is that when everything got shut down, um, you know, with COVID and, and yeah, and the pandemic and everything, you know, God really kind of convicted um, convicted me that you know I needed to spend more time just you know just sitting and being alone with Him and allowing Him to kind of deal with stuff in my heart, like maybe. Um, I, I was having, like, I could choose to partner with negativity, right? And just talk right. about how, how bad things were. Or um, I could choose when I do engage in those conversations to when, when, I, when I hear people talking about, oh, how terrible it is. And, oh, we got to wear a mask and we got to do this and we can't do that. Instead, trying to be, um, you know, be that voice of hope. Um, and encouragement and, and hope. I just think of hope being, hey, the simple belief that things can change, you know, and, and just being that, being that voice of encouragement, um, I think sometimes can be, can, can be that brave conversation. And also just being a source of, of peace, like when you, because um, I've seen a lot of suffering this year. I mean, we all have, you know, and, and I know there's been suffering going on, I mean, we've all lost uh, one of my best friends growing up. Um, yeah, I've, I just found out his dad passed away because uh, of COVID, and you know, just just a lot of, um, you know, a lot of a lot of the uh, the suffering. So I think one of the bravest things we can do um, is, you know, first off, um, you know, spend definitely spend time with the Lord to cultivate, allow Him to cultivate peace, because we know Jesus is peace, right? Mm -hmm. And so Jesus is in us. So therefore if peace is a person, he's in us. And so when we go into any situations, like when you go, you know, when the students, when they go into their schools, when they go into any, any place, they can shift the atmosphere because they carry Jesus with them. And I think 
I think sometimes we think of brave conversations as being, oh, like, you know, we've got to call somebody out or we've got to have, you know, but, but really bravery can be in the midst of when all hell's breaking loose, right? And, and uh, somebody's going through a storm, but you, you actually are, um, you're, you're actually a carrier of peace in that moment. And, and words that we speak have power. So, you know, as Proverbs tells us, death and life is in the power of the tongue, right? Yeah. And so um, as we're having those brave conversations, I would say, you know, be that person of peace because I always love the story, you know, Jesus was in the middle of the storm and he spoke to the storm, right? And he calmed, he calmed the storm. Well, there's a lot of people around us that are walking through and going through storms. Yeah. And so I think as Jesus followers, we, um, we can come and, and have those courageous conversations just to, um, and it's okay to not have answers. I think that's, I think that's the beautiful thing about it. Like it's okay to not, it's okay just to, just to be there and offer hope and offer encouragement, you know, that, that, that we're going to get through this, that right. Jesus, Jesus is faithful. You know, he, um, he is, you know, he's in us and we're never alone. And I think that's a powerful revelation that, that we all, um, I think he wants to continually renew our mind with that truth. So You're good. And I think it's interesting because as we develop closer relationships with people and as we learn how to be a light um, in just our everyday life, um, people do start to let their guard down and they want to have those brave mm -hmm. conversations with you and open up to you about different things going on in their life and how you respond is really important. If you freak out with them, <laughs> suddenly yeah. that just intensifies everything. Um, for you, were, was there a breaking point moment that led you to have that brave, like to be brave enough to have that conversation? Um, I know you said like during, um, during the shutdown was one of the times, but was there a specific moment or day or, or what was it that brought you to that revelation? Um, I can't really point to a specific moment. It was more of just like embracing this season that I felt like, um, I felt like I was, I was in. And, um, yeah, just as far as like people, people letting their guard down and freaking out, whether it's talking to a coworker on the phone and, you know, when they, um, you know, start to get negative or start to really, um, you know, get, get fearful, I would say there's always that opportunity just to, um, to bring, you know, bring them up higher to speak, to be able to speak truth and love to them and, um, and to help shift. I think that's what leaders do too, is I think we're able to shift perspectives, right? We're, we're able to get, help people see sometimes, um, cause I knew I was walking around, I think like a lot of us, the word that, um, I kind of felt like the Lord was talking to, talking to me about was like, it's like fog, you know, when there's fog, it was almost like there was a, there's a fog over people. But, but the cool thing about Jesus is he, he wants to, um, he wants to, he wants to bring clarity, right? He wants to kind of lift, you know, when the fog lifts right. all of a sudden, like, wow, I couldn't see that well, but now things become clear. So, so I think it's just a matter of, um, you know, you're, you're, you are, you're, you're always, you know, you're always allowing him to cultivate, you know, that in your heart, as far as being that, being that peace and, um, being that source of, of encouragement for others. It's really good. 
you know, one of the things that I see so often is that, you know, everybody wants their voice to be heard. Everybody wants to be making waves. They want to, you know, but, but the thing is, is anyone can have like a conversation, but what is it that makes it different in a brave conversation? Yeah. I mean, a brave conversation, it can take on many forms. Like I was, I was really thinking about this, just, um, you know, it can be, sometimes it can be, um, you know, hey, somebody may have a secret addiction or a secret sin. I know things that I've struggled with in my life and having the courage to actually talk to somebody yeah. and bring it to light, right? So that it can, so that's one super brave conversation and, and, and us as leaders, and I'll, I'll, I'm talking about the students out there, you know, we can be that safe place for people, right? To, to that they can come to you and not and not receive a bunch of judgment or any anything like that. I can think of the fathers and and the mothers or, or leaders in my life that I felt safe enough to be able to um, you know come and share and confess things, you know, repent, allow the Lord to really bring things to light and bring freedom because He always wants us so. So for me personally, like I'm I'm more. Um, I'm not as good at the small talk stuff. For me, brave conversations talk about things, you know, it's talking about things that matter, yeah. Th things of things of substance, um, things of depth. And, um, and I think um, sometimes it, it is, um, you know, like, like sometimes some of the people that um, God's given me the privilege to help disciple and things like that, it's, um, it's coming in love and, you know, um, the truth, right? You speak the truth, but your heart, your heart is so for the people. I think that's the key. Like even, even some of your students and um, some of the leaders out there, you know, and I think that's the thing where things can go wrong when maybe our heart isn't right. right. But when our heart, when our heart is so for the people and it's filled with love, um, you know, I, I just see things. That's where I see Holy Spirit do some amazing things and, and really, um, you know, break, you know, can break some chains in people's life. Right. You know, and that's what I see so many times, like, because we are so anxious to get through the brave conversation, we forget about that heart, heart posture and the way that we have mm -hmm. it. And it's like, um, even as, as people post like their, their thoughts on brave conversations on social media and, and <laughs> on Snapchat, and they, they just want to get their thoughts out there and just dump it all out there. You know, where did you start practicing this, practicing having um, these, these heart postures of, of peace and being curious of his presence? You know, mm -hmm. did, did you prep for that? Did you like mentally think through the next time this comes up, I'm going <laughs> to respond this way, mm -hmm. you know, like how did, how did you go about that? Where'd you start? Well, we all, well, we all, I was, I was fortunate enough to be in groups of just some powerful men of God that kind of modeled that for me. And, you know, it was kind of like, I think, just naturally for whatever reason, maybe because and a lot of it has to do with shame or whatever. We, we don't really want to deal with our stuff. We just want to put on a good face. I always joke and say, you know, we've been wearing a mask for a long time before, <laughs> yeah. you know, before the pandemic. Right. But, but just being around God, being around some men of God that were very seasoned. I mean, there was probably like a 40, like there was men that were 70 years old and there were, you know, folks that were in their twenties. But just seeing them um, 
be courageous and be bold. And it was like, no, no nonsense, like kind of cutting through the, um, you know, just cutting through the mask and, you know, getting to the heart of the matter. And, and also I think a big thing is, um, is shedding any kind of a victim mindset, no matter what we've been through. Um, you know, Jesus, what he did for us on the cross, um, he completely annihilated any kind of victim identity, right? So because because he, you know, he became sin, he gave us his righteousness. So we're right with God and we can walk in victory as a result of that. And so I just think um I just think that the um we we have we have victory, we have victory in him. And so to shed a to shed any kind of victim mindset is really to take a hundred percent ownership right of your stuff and your and your responsibility and so that for me just because i saw it modeled um definitely have been far from perfect but but as far as a growing opportunity to um just continue to realize that when i look in the mirror i can take responsibility, you know, for, for my stuff, because we have a tendency, especially if we're um, living in a lifestyle and maybe compromise, or maybe we're not living, maybe we're not being trustworthy. Maybe we're not honoring our commitments. Maybe we got some character issues. We always have a tendency to want to justify that. Right. And right. just try to, to justify, but the, re, but the truth is the real freedom comes when we can actually take ownership and be like, look, that's not who he created me to be. And I think that's where back to your original thing like that set me off i think it was just seeing it modeled and being in um a healthy group of of men in a prayer group early on in my walk so that's so good and you know so many of us um none of us have been omitted from conflict in our lives right mm -hmm. i mean from the get-go as kids like we have conflict within our family within our household and how people handle conversations that are tough we learn from them immediately even as a child and it's like whether it be yelling or, or like shoving down whatever the problem is and not even confronting it and just pretending like it didn't exist. And it's like, what is modeled to us? We think like that's normal. And it's like, mm -hmm. that's why it's so important. Like, even if you do have godly parents, the way that they handle, um, brave conversations might not be the best way. You just don't know. And so that's why it's really important to have like those um, mentors, mm -hmm. small group leaders, girls um, that just can pour into you and you can also glean from them as well. Um, and you may find out like, man, we're doing this right, but I need to work on this. Mm -hmm. Like that, that modeling is so huge. Um, you know, how, Absolutely. Have, how have you carried on or decided yeah. to carry on this conversation? Like, how have you been modeling this or teaching this? Yeah. So, um, so, well, first off, um, I think anytime we start to think about brave conversations, like whatever that capacity, we almost feel that fear, right. Or anxiety start to rise up on the inside of us. And, you know, one of my favorite scriptures, I think it's first John four ten, talks about how perfect love casts out fear. Mm. And um, I think the first first one is is having a heart posture of love. And and I and I don't mean so much as like, um, yes, we, we love others. But I think even the most important thing um, before anything is to know how deeply you are loved by the father. Right. Mm -hmm. Through, uh, through Jesus and how Jesus paid it all right on the cross. Mm -hmm. And so that we can be fully 
fully, not only fully forgiven of our sins, but like have, you know, shame, guilt, all that stuff just completely annihilated on the cross. And so um, I was thinking a bit of this is like, um, you know, I've heard the expression hurting people hurt people. Right. And we, we've seen that. I've seen that in my own life. And, and, um, I, and I'm, unfortunately, I've participated, you know, in that. But, but, the, but the flip side is the cool thing is, love, you know, loved people love people well. Right. Oh, that's so. Good. Yeah. So when you're loved and I think about, um, you know, one of my um, core teachings is about, hey, we're part of the beloved identity. You, you are part of the beloved. So be loved, like mm-hmm. j- just be, you don't have to perform to be loved. And, and the other part that I think makes it hard for brave conversations is our own insecurities, right? We're, we're insecure. So we're scared of rejection. Uh, what will they say? I mean, th- this may not go well. And, and I was right, actually, I was just thinking of this before we just, before we got on the call, I just write down, like, I just think of the security that we can have the opposite of security is insecurity that we have being fully loved by by god by our father we're fully loved we're created in his image so we can be secure in his arms right Right. and that's kind of a heart posture in carrying forward you know brave conversations is first off knowing how deeply you're loved right like um you know that we know in romans 5 it says you know while we were still sinners you know he came and he died for us Mm -hmm. okay so like he at our at our darkest yeah he came and so and now he's made us white as snow that's the cool thing like and say we're right with god and so what what i find is um it's um there's a proverb that says the wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. Right. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we, so we don't have to fear when we're loved, right. That, that love cast out fear. And so we can be bold and brave in our conversations, just having that heart posture and just, and just thinking of loving when, when we know how deeply we're loved, we want to love, we want to love others. Right. It's just kind of an overflow. I think of, first Corinthians 13, we can read it, you know, how love is patient, love is kind. And then one thing that's cool, um, towards the end, it basically, one of the translations says, basically it, it believes, it believes the best. Right. And so that's another heart posture is always, um, we can always be looking for the gold in people right. and having a, having a heart posture, like this person that I'm approaching, I mean, they're created in the image of God. You know, they, they are created in the image of God. And, and so, um, even if I have to share tough words or tough truth, if I'm coming from a heart posture of love, I'm not going to be tempted to try to, um, one, try to sweep things under the rug, which doesn't do anybody any favors because eventually, eventually stuff has to come out. Right. And, um, you know, they're, they're, they're going to feel, hopefully feel loved, you know, as a result of it, because I do believe Holy Spirit does work through that because God is love. That's so good. That's so, so good. You know, whenever, um, whenever you have had these moments where you've been able to respond with just a heart posture of love, like what you're talking about, how do you find people respond to that? Um, you know, I'm thinking of tough conversations I've had. I mean, they, 
one in particular that I'm thinking of, I mean, you know, sometimes there is, sometimes you don't get a lot of response, quite frankly. I mean, sometimes you don't get the feedback like you would like to get, oh, wow, yeah, that's exact. yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Sometimes um, our tendency is when, when you, you do share in a brave conversation is to get defensive, you know, and, um, and I think that's, it's important just to keep our our composure on and i was reading in romans uh 12 uh verse 18 just says um as much as it depends on us mm -hmm. you know uh live at peace with everyone mm -hmm. right and so it's not always like like we can't help it. even if it's not our heart we can't control how some people um do do respond right yeah. But a lot of times we're going to be having these brave conversations with people that we love deeply, that we're in relationship with. Um, it can be that it can be a professional relationship too, like in the workplace and stuff. And sometimes that's kind of a different, you still, you still love them, but you may not have the level of depth in the relationship. So it can kind of, right. um, can kind of go deeper. But um, another good thing like to, um, I think sometimes we, we misunderstand each other. And a good question, I think I heard this from Brene Brown once, it was just like, you know, what's the story that you're telling yourself? Mm. It's kind of like, yeah. So good. It's always, yeah, absolutely. So what's the story that you're telling yourself? Because sometimes there can be just some completely mis, um, misinterpretations, miscommunications. You say, I know, I'm sure we've all experienced this, you say one thing, but the person hears something radically different, right? Yeah. <laughs> and you're oh. just... And, <laughs> And so that's why it's important, I think, just to, you know, try to bring clarity, bring light, pray ahead of time. Um, you know, the cool thing about Holy Spirit, we know he's always guiding us into all truth. We yeah. can trust him. Um, and and if our heart, if our heart is right towards it, um, you know, that that's the thing with the things that can derail relationships is when we do come and unfortunately we end up um, having um you know, trying to control and manipulate people to get right. them to do what we want or respond. And that's just not the way of the kingdom, as we know. It, sometimes it can be a quick fix and sometimes it can result in behavior modification that God's heart is always after our heart transformation. Yeah, he wants to transform us into new, you know, new, we are, we're being transformed, right, into new creations. I'm having to write that down, Keith. <laughs> God's heart is always after heart transformation. That's mm -hmm. so good. Mm -hmm. um, you know, yeah. I, I think about, you're right, because you just, you never know how people are going to respond. And, <laughs> and it's like, the thing is, is that can kind of put you off and make you nervous to have those conversations. And, and it's like, it's a lot of times, it's a lot easier just to brush those hard conversations aside. Mm -hmm. And just like, ah, somebody else will, will deal with that or they'll figure it out. But, you know, why is it that we need to go on and have that, that brave conversation? Like, why is that something that really is needed? Yeah, there's, um, there, there's a lot of pitfalls that can happen. Like, first off, like if they're, say, if there's kind of um, lingering offense out there, if there's been something that's happened, and the thing, the thing about offense, you know, Hebrews talks about um, ultimately there's a root of bitterness that ends up defiling many. And so the last thing we want is for offense to actually get more permanent and turn into bitterness. And I mean, we can, 
we can act like, oh, it's all good, but it really isn't, you know? And, and so I think it's just um, to, to, to address, I think things are easier to be addressed um, sooner, right? And, and not just um, sit on it, but also not to do things out of like raw emotion either. I think that's another important thing. Like, don't, I don't think we need to feel pressure like, oh, I've got to run and talk to her like right away. But like spend some time in prayer, right? Deal with our own heart issues. And right. and a friend of mine, friend of mine, Michael always used to say, he was like, let's just say you're 99% in the right. And they're, you know, um, when are you going to deal with your 1%, right? That you're, that you're responsible for this. So I think that's the other part of it to you is just, is just um, being willing to humble ourselves enough to be like, oh my gosh, like, cause we all have blind spots. That's and sometimes, good. you know, we do need to confront, but then, you know, don't be surprised if you don't hear kind of another version of the story back. And, right. and so our heart, our heart needs to be always towards reconciliation. You know, that, that's the heart as much possible. I mean, we're none of us bat a thousand on that, but I think right. our heart should always be for like, what, what can we do to reconcile? What can we do to, um, and, and what I believe I've, you know, I've, I've had, um, I've had what, you know, what would be considered, you know, blow ups or difficult conversations that have actually ended up strengthening, you know, relationships. And so I think that's a beautiful thing when that happens too. I love whenever that happens. It's like, God's like, mm-hmm. look at that ministry of reconciliation at work. Like, it's so good. Absolutely. So, so good. Absolutely. Well, Keith, um, it has just been a joy having you. Um, I do want to ask, you know, how can, how can people follow you? How can they keep up with, with you, your journey? Um, where, what's going on with Keith? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know, I mean, you can follow, I'm, I'm kind of, um, MIA on social media right now, but I mean, I do have, I do have an Instagram like K pace 1974. Um, you can follow there. So, um, I do anybody local in Niceville. We do a Bible study in our, in my neighborhood called uh, fire starters, you know, the second yeah. and fourth. Um, yeah. You've been to that. Uh, the second and fourth uh, Saturday from like four to five thirty in the afternoon. And just really the, the, the heart of that is just, you know, really my passion just to teach identity. And to teach, um, young um, is um, in the word and you know practicing spiritual disciplines all kinds of good stuff that's awesome uh, so. that's awesome well Keith thank you again for just being on our podcast it has been amazing to have you um, and girls I just I hope you had a notebook and we're taking some notes down because I feel like when I talk to Keith there's always one line or so I'm like wait a minute I gotta write that down so thank you so much Keith <laughs> Um, yeah, I feel the same way, Caroline. Thank you so much for, for, um, all that you do. Thanks. (laughs) Well, girls, I just want to remind you that we have got monthly worship nights coming up this spring. Um, we've already had our first one and we have more every single month. We have one in March uh, for middle school girls over in Destin. We have a high school girls one over in Niceville. Um, and we have our girls conference coming up in November. We cannot wait girls. Um, and I, I think I mentioned to you girls, just remind you to follow us on Instagram and, uh, also just 
pay attention to our website. Uh, we do have a new TikTok too called Waves Girls Conference, and we have got some funny videos on there, but also um, we wrapped up a series called Single Saved Waiting and Dating recently, and it is a great one to go and review. Um, in the meantime, please like and share and review um, our podcast because that's how more people find out about Waves Ministry. And girls, we just hope that you will start making waves for Christ in your home, community, and world. Thank you for listening to the Waves Ministry Podcast. For more information about our ministry, check out our website, wavesgirlsconference.com, and our social media at Waves Girls Conference. Today, we hope you start making waves in your home, community, and world.